Hello everyone and welcome to this week's In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I'm joined by Mark Krosky, Izzy Phillips and Liz Batchelor. Before we get into this week's uh, racing where we're going to be focusing um, at Epsom with uh, the Oaks and the Derby, uh, let's see how everyone is. Uh, Mark, how are things going? I know um, you and me have uh, been having a few winners uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, we've, we've had a few winners. It's definitely a change because normally you're a curse for me, Loader, but we've been doing okay this week. And uh, Liz, you must be still high from your treble uh, last uh, weekend and you put all your winners as well up here on the podcast. I did, absolutely flying. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a bit of a nervous watch with Pogo um, in the last for the treble. But um, yeah, by a nose, uh, it, yeah, it was good. It doesn't matter how they win, it's just... When it goes green on that bet slip, that that all that counts. And um, Izzy, how about you? How are things with you? I know you're going to be at Epsom on Saturday with uh, Race Day TV. Yeah, I'm so excited. I actually can't wait. I've been to the Oaks before. The last time I went to the Oaks, I actually went with my granddad. So it was quite a while ago. Um, so this is the first time I've ever gone to the Derby. So super excited. And the fact is Jubilee weekend as well, so it's going to be like an extra special derby. Yeah, it definitely feels a, a special time of year. Unfortunately, I'm working all the bank holiday, so yeah, I'm not able to chill out. But hopefully uh, we can find you some winners in this podcast. And we're going to uh, be looking at the two main races on the Friday to kick things off. The first one we're going to look at is the free tenner Epson. It's a Dalebury Coronation Cup. It's a group one over a mile and a half and pile driver looks to retain his crown in this he's currently at seven to four for frankie dottori and willie willie Mew and chris grassick manobo for godolphin it's five to two high definitions at four to one hookums at fives living legend at 14s and palavicino is the outsider at a hundred to one uh, mark you can have first say on this race Pile Driver obviously um, was a good winner of this race last year when he just uh, outbattled uh, Alassi. Um, do we think he's going to take all the beating again, or if not, who who did you want to take him on with? I think he's he's the right favourite. Um, he's the only course winner in the field. I think that's massive, especially around Epsom. Frankie on board. I'm surprised uh, Manobo is so short. Um, I'd have high definition in second in here. Um, I think that was a good run at the car last time out behind Alkincore when you backed that one, Chris. Deserves a crack, crack, stepped up and trip here till mile four. I just think Pile Driver is a classy sort, knows his way around depth, and I think that's the one to be on here. I think he's the right favourite. Yeah, he always seems to uh, run run his race. He's probably one of the more solid contenders in here. 74, yeah, I think that's a fair price about him. I, I wouldn't want to get into him. At a shorter price, but I can definitely see your case for him. How about you, Liz? Um, you siding with Mark and Pile Driver? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm a bit of a Pile Driver fan, and I I think I'd love to see him win it again. Um, yeah, last three runs were abroad, and his best result coming at Shartin, where he finished second uh, in a group in the Group One Hong Kong Vars over the one mile four, um, just getting beaten by a length to the favourite. Um, and obviously his, his last run in the UK was on the all-weather at Lingfield where he won the listed race by half length but um, yeah as I said it's he like he likes yeah he likes Epsom and I'd like to see him win it again okay two votes for pile driver we're going to make it a full house is he yeah make it a full house I'm I love pile driver I'm with Liz pile driver fan but also just so unlucky last time I just feel you know, in running, 
Frankie would have been absolutely fuming. Um, has Epsom form, had Hukum in behind at Maidan, and Hukum wasn't finishing anything like pile driver. So I can't see why pile driver won't take this really, really light. I like, I mean, I, I like, I like pile driver with one in the next. I think it's quite a nice double to be had on the day. Mm, interesting thoughts there from Izzy. So we're all in agreement. Power driver is the most likely winner. I'm interested as well to see how high definition gets on. It was definitely a step back in the right direction. He's always been a talking horse, but is he going to back it up? It'll be interesting to see how he fares. But power driver is the selection from all the panel here. Okay, so that's the Coronation Cup covered. We move on to the 430, the Kazoo Oaks, a group one. It's the Phillies classic over a mile and a half. And Emily Upjohn has been slightly easy to back in the market. She was short as even money earlier in the day. You get 11 to 8 out there now. Nashua is attracting support at 10 to 3. Tuesday, then next in at 7 to 1. Concert Hall at 9 to 1. With the Moonlight at 11. Thoughts of June has been quite well backed as well. 20, uh, 12 from 20s and bigger are the rest. Izzy, I know you said uh, just a minute ago that you had quite a strong one for maybe a double. Um, is that Emily Upjohn or have you got a, a bit a one at a bigger price? No, it's Emily Upjohn. I think that's quite a nice double with the two Frankie de Tory um, horses to get the two grade ones on the day. I think it's quite a decent price, actually, when you put the two together. But Emily Upjohn's so exciting. I mean, if you look at the race, you've got Aidan O'Brien's saddle in a whopping four of the runners. Um, you know, Tuesday is what Frankie's ridden the past couple of times. Obviously, I've it's not as if he's jumped shit for um, Emily Upjohn. He's been the jockey the entire time. But um, I just feel like, I just don't think any of them have quite got what it takes to beat her. She's just so impressive when she went away at York. Um, and I just think she'll easily get the job done. So, yeah, two short prices, though, with Pile Driver and Emily Upjohn. So I'm, I'm going down the road of putting them together to get a little bit of enhanced odds. Okay, interesting thoughts there from Izzy. She quite likes uh, the the favorite two favorite doubles in the group ones at Epsom on Friday. How about you though, Liz? I know you were sp uh, talking to me about this one off there. Um, who who do you like in the Oaks? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think anything's gonna get past Emily up, John. Um, she is she's yeah she's a beautiful horse, but I think there is some value, um, maybe in the each way market, and and I've gone with. Joseph O'Brien's Tranquil Lady. So I'm base I'm basing that on her last run at Nace over one mold two, where she really displayed some speed and stamina and she won really well in a group three. Um and she won that by four lengths. Um and in all of her five previous races, ranging from seven to ten furlongs, she does appear to to keep on um and finish her races. And she she is by Australia, who obviously won the Derby in 2014. So I think the extra distance won't be a problem. Um, talking about her pedigree, she's also half-sister on the dam side, um, the dam being repose, um, to State of Rest, who's obviously a triple group one winner in three countries now. But I think she's in for a great each-way shout. Yeah, definitely one you, you can make a case for. I think this race definitely has a an each-way angle to it. I think, personally, myself, Emily Upjohn is a little bit too short. I quite like the chances of Nashua. I think she could be uh, not quite the second coming, but I, I think she's going to run a big race, and, and the market seems to be getting behind her. But how about you, Mark? It seems like we've got some harmony on the podcast. Are you about to disrupt it, taking on Emily Upjohn? It wouldn't be the first time I upset people, but... um. You know, 
she was impressive at York, Emily Upjohn, but it wasn't that great a race. The Godolphins second in that day played up at the start. Um, she took a while to settle as well. She's quite a big filly. She's quite imposing. She'd probably be the biggest filly in in the, in the race um, tomorrow. You know, I've just got a feeling that she might not handle Epsom. I think that's a big factor here. Coming down that hill, the undulations. I mean, even money, she probably would have been a lay, but she's drifting now. She's probably going. She's only. She's quite weak. She's about six to four. The other one, John Gosden's Nashua. I mean, very impressive last time out, quick and smartly. I think at the prices, that's the value. The value player in four to one. I mean, if she if she went odds on Emily Ochan, you just layer and you'd have maybe eleven to ten, five to four the field, but. I think you've got to play something each way here. I think there's a bit of value here. I quite like um, one one is one that sort of went under the radar. It's got a bit to find on ratings, but it's Tom Clover's Rogue Millennium. Just got there on the line last time out in the Lingfield trial. Do, doing all her best work late on. Um, she's actually flew home. Step up and trip. She'll appreciate that. It's 25 to 1. And another one. Um, I mean, I think she's a big price, Rogue Millennium. You know... Munda Vega as well. There's quite a lot of people I would sort of respect their opinion as well. Are quite keen on her chances. She's thirty-three to one. I can see the case for her. O'Brien's put a pacemaker in here as well. I, mean, I think she's Emily up, John. I think you've got to take her on each way or something. I'll go for Rogue Millennium each way twenty-five. Okay, so we've got a few different uh, options here. Um, Izzy likes Emily Upjohn. Liz thinks Emily Upjohn could win, but quite likes Tranquil Lady at the prices. Me and Mark want to take Emily Upjohn on. We both agree on Nashua uh, running a big race, and he also as well likes the chances of Rogue Millennium. I actually dip up on my Twitter feed, I should say, about Moon de Vega. Just a bit concerned that the ground's drying out now. I think she won a little bit more cutting the ground. She was unlucky last time at Chester. That form has been franked and I can see why thoughts of June actually has been uh, shortened because the head of the curve did go on to win a Group 1 in France at the weekend. So it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out. But yeah, plenty uh, of options there uh, from the panel. Okay, so that's um, Friday's action covered. We're now going to move on to Saturday where we're going to look at all five ITV races. And the first one we're going to look at is the 2 o'clock at Epsom. It's the Kazoo Handicap. And Mr. Big Stuff is your current favourite here. He's 9-2. We've then got Blue Trail at 5-1. Warhorse at 7-1. Knowlton Cross at 8. Sweeping at 10s. Grenoble at 11s. And bigger are the rest. Liz, you can have first say here. I thought there's quite a few in here that you could give a case to. But uh, who did you like? Yeah, so normally when William Nagas has a favourite in this race, I'm all in. But the only thing that's putting me off um, the favourite Yonah Feast in this race is that it's going to be his first time running on the turf. Um, so I'm opting for the horse that came second to him in his last race. Um, and that horse is Archie Watson Sweeping, who does have some turf experience. He only lost by three quarters of a length um, over the mile on the all-weather at Wolverhampton. And Yonah Feast was £7 better off. And today, Yonah Feast is £4 better off. But I think that £3 might make the difference. Um, and it was Sweeping's first appearance out this season. Um, and previous season, been running in listed company with a third of seven at Salisbury in August. Um, and Holly Doyle um, gets the ride again. So I think she might do quite well. So sweep him for me. Yeah, I remember watching that race at Wolverhampton uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was on the golf course at the time. But um, yeah, sweep in, you know, I think he ran a good race. And 
you know you know he's going to go forward and sometimes if if the ground at Epsom does get on the quick side it can be hard to peg back front runners so sweeping definitely an interesting contender there how about you Izzy who did you like in this race well I was having a little look through the market blue trail is an interesting one beaten favorite last time out of Sandown just looking at the form seems like perhaps prefers the weather um so I ended up having a little look at approachability, then realised that it's trying to come back from a 229-day break. Um, <laughs> so I ended up jumping onto Warhorse. So you've got Andrea Atsini on a 32% strike rate, made really easy work of Norton Cross at Sandown last time and proven at the trip, winning a Class 2 one-mile two at Goodwood last September. So I have landed on Warhorse and I'm staying there. Yeah, I think he was definitely on my shortlist. I think the cheap pieces made all the difference last time at Sandown. He kind of threw his chance away at Doncaster. But yeah, at Sandown, that seemed like he was back to form. And yeah, with those cheap pieces, he might be able to play a part in the finish. How about you, though, Mark? Um, who did you like uh, in this opening race on Saturday? I went for uh, Box to the Box of uh, Hugo Palmer's. Harry Davis takes a right, takes five off. I think this one still looks ahead of, ahead of its mark of 81 um, you take the claim into consideration, it's actually £2 better off than that victory last time out. One over the distance, I think this this could be the one to beat here. 17% straight rate for the yard, pretty keen on this one. Yeah, well, Harry Davis is a man in demand. He, he recently, I think he rode a treble at Chepstow the other week. So he's he definitely uh, an apprentice. Uh, uh, trainers are going out their way to book. And yeah, why not? Box to box, definitely can be there or thereabouts. So yeah, interesting thoughts there from the panel. Mark likes box to box. I'm in agreement with Izzy with Warhorse and Liz quite likes the chances of sweeping. We then move on to the 235, which is the Princess Elizabeth Stakes, sponsored by Kazoo. It's a group three for Phillies and Mares. And Bacharikova is your current favourite at nine to four. Potapova is then at three to one. Mrs. Fitzherbert at fives. Roman Mist at sevens. Technique at eights. Majestic Gloria at eights. And bigger are the rest. Um, Mark, I'll come to you here first. Um, I thought maybe the the ones at the top of the market could be a little bit uh, vulnerable. Were you of the same opinion? I wanted to take on Technique in this race, Placely. I'm not so sure about the noon star form. Had every chance last time. I think the be best form is on good to soft ground. Definitely not going to get that on Saturday. I was against Bashkarova last time out in a place market and I got put away. So I'd expect that one to improve. But I'd want to be against Technique here for Freddie and Martin Mead. What, what price is this one on the sports beat just now? Uh, currently, uh, in some places, get 8-1 to one for the win. So he's probably going to be around five to two in the place, eleven to four. Could be, but I'm going to hold my hands up. That, that was the way I was playing technique. It reminds me of a filly that uh, won this race for the same connections a couple of years ago called Wilhelmina. Was always running good races, but could never quite get the job done. She's run some big races, and uh, I, I just think she might just have a bit of a class. She's a bit edge. of a monkey, doesn't she? Like she doesn't want to win. Yeah, I remember I put her up. I think it was when she finished second behind Lilac Road. She was only just beaten though, and Lilac Road's now a Group Two winner. Um, I thought she might have just needed her first run of uh, of the season, and I think over this kind of trip she could be a force. You know she'll do her best work later on. But uh, hey, what do I know? Um, you want to take her on, and I want to back her. So it's not the first time it's happened, and I doubt it'll be the last. But yeah, so Mark's in favour of technique. 
Uh, no, it's against technique, and I'm in favour of technique. So interesting to see who comes out on top there. Um, Izzy, um, who did you like in this one? Obviously, me and Mark are divided on technique, but did you like any of the ones at the top of the market? Um, well, I personally think that the ones at the top of the market are vulnerable, as you first said. I think that I looked at Raymond Mist and Mrs Fitzherbert. So Raymond Mist has had Potapova in behind, albeit Potapova was finishing like an absolute train, but Raymond Mist still got the dub, so... I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, I know he. I know Rema Miska. Um, she can act on turf. Um, so she and she has what it. She had what it takes to beat Potapova on the day. And Mrs. Fitzherbert had the measure of Bashkirova. So I think the two Cheesley Parkers could be a bit vulnerable. However, there's obviously thoughts that they are going to come on for their runs. So. I'm, I've struggled to actually now my colours to oppose for this one. I, I don't have a particularly strong fancy. I'm just, I just don't think it could, could be the Chibi Park horses. I think, I think they're both a bit vulnerable to the horses that have beat them last time. You don't have to bet in every race though. So yeah, make sure you always gamble responsibly. But how about you, Liz? Um, who did you fancy in this particular race? So two things about this race. So the first one I had a, when I was looking through. So and I and I I know I messaged you earlier about it. So rolling the dice, who was like fifty to one. I, I looked at him because mainly trained by Halal Kabesi, who, to be fairly honest, I've never never come across before. And she and she's a really big price. It was some all right form. So she came third in a group two at eighty to one in September. Um, but I'm not, I, I, I don't know, maybe just one to look out for. Um, but the one that I've gone for is Mrs. Fitzherbert. And I can't quite work out how Bashkareva is favourite after she finished second to Mrs. Fitzherbert last time out. Um, because watching that race back again, Miss Fitzherbert quickened really well and Bashkareva couldn't quite go with her. And I think if she's ridden almost just off the pace a bit, then I think she could do it again. Um, George Rook um, knows, should know the horse well, but I, yeah, I've gone for Miss Fitzherbert this time. Interesting there from Liz. I, I think you have a case there with rolling the dice. Just looking at that, that's um, that group two, the May Hill, that was behind in Spiral, who was the favourite. The only post favourite for the 1,000 guineas and Prosperous Voyage finished second behind Cache in the 1,000 guineas. So if she's anywhere near that form, 50 to 1, like, I think you could have found one there, Liz. So, but it's like me, my claim to fame of golf, you know, I've, I won't, I won't blow my own trumpet, but I've got some class form going back, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm badly handicapped these days, but the, the boys at the racing post can vouch for that. But yeah, um, Liz then likes Mrs. Fitzherbert, but wouldn't put you off on an each way price on rolling the dice. Izzy um, is a no bet, and um, Mark is uh, quite keen to take on technique in the place market. So, moving on then to the next race we're going to look at, which is the 310. It's the Kazoo Diamed Stakes. It's a Group 3 contest, and Modern News is 11 to 10. Mutusabek at 3 to 1. Magallan 13 to 2, Finest Sound at 8, uh, Zazuski at 11s, and Escapar at 14s. Liz, you can have first day here. Mun News, is he, is he one for maybe the Akers at the weekend? Um, and if not, uh, who do we take him on with? 
Well, I've steered away from the favourite, but only just. I've gone with the second favourite instead, um, which is Charlie Hills's Metastabek. Um, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, his last run was in a Group Two, where the favourite Alcohol Free came in third um and he came uh second by only a neck which i think if you look at that race again he'd been he'd been boxed in a little bit on the on the one furlong market and um he did manage to get out out but and he ran on really well but he just couldn't get there in time um he's raced eight times winning four of them and placing in one other it is his first time at epsom um but he's won from from good ground all the way to heavy so ground won't be an issue i think it's still going to be good to soft by the time well by the time saturday afternoon comes based on the forecast at the moment it might even turn soft i don't know but the ground won't be an issue um but i yeah i really think i quite fancy this horse in the three ten interesting there from um liz how about you though mark uh modern games are we in agreement you want to take him on i quite liked uh mustabeek who's very unlucky loser last time out at sandown I appreciate the step up and trip. I think this one looks difficult to beat. What price is this one at the moment on the sportsbook? You can get three to one. Yeah, I think that's quite fair. Big eye catcher last time out at Sandown. I think definitely should have won. Step up and trip. I think this one looks the one to beat. Yeah, so two votes for Mutasar Beck. Is he, we making it full house here? In some ways, yes. Because I fully agree with everything Liz said about looking at, you know, his last run really really eye-catching um you've got charlie hills on that 27 percent strike rate i just i can't get past modern news i think modern news will win it so i have done forecast so i'm a straight forecast modern news to beat mr beak okay so interesting opinions there so we're all in agreement on the top two but we just can't decide what order they're going to finish in so two votes for mr beck Izzy likes uh, the forecast, modern news to beat Mutasar back. I'll just give a mention out for Finest Sound as well. He's a horse I like for the Christophers. He's got maybe a little bit to find against some of these from a class angle, but he can go well fresh. He can go from the front. If he gets an easy lead of things, he might be there or thereabouts come, in, come, come the finish. So, yeah, uh, interesting to see how he gets on. But, yeah, it, it looks like it could be between the market principles. The 345 is a Simpex Express Dash Handicap. It's a Class 2 over 5 furlongs, a competitive looking affair. It's all over and under a minute over that 5 furlong course and distance. But who was on your shortlist uh, for this one, Izzy? For this one, I have a couple on my shortlist actually. Um, last year's winner, Mockatil, um, seems a bit of an Epsom specialist. Won at Epsom in, in April and obviously the winner of this last year so i i really like mokatil quite, quite a nice draw as well um i was also having a little look at dusky lord um i just seemed to be a bit on one with strike crates today so 31 percent strike rate for roger varian um and dusky lord won the seasonal reappearance at newmarket so on a good turn of foot maybe as well so they're they're, they're the two on my shortlist Okay, interesting thoughts there from Izzy. How about you, Liz? Um, who was on your shortlist in this one? Yeah, I have to agree with Izzy with Mockatil. These, yeah, these five furlong kind of sprints with massive fields. It's like, yeah, watching a 
wacky races some of the time. But um, yeah, I'm going for last year's 25 to 1 winner, Mockatil. I think I think he was 10 this morning when I checked. Um, he's ran four times um, at Epsom and he's won three times, so he clearly likes it. Um, and he was last seen in another class two a month ago at Chester, where he finished fourth of seven. But he didn't get a very good start. And when when you're running five furlongs, you don't get a good start. That's kind of the end of the game. But um, yeah, he's got eight stone 11, but Harry Davis, who we spoke about earlier, is having quite a few winners um, and he claims five pounds. So Mockatil for me. Okay, so we've got two votes for Mockatil. How about you, Mark? Is he on your radar? You've got to take that into consideration. Obviously, Harry Davis on board, the form of Mockatil. I quite liked one at a similar price, still a bit short, Dusky Lord. I was hoping this one would have been a bit bigger. Lightly raced, four-year-old, I think could be competitive of 89. It looks progressive. That Brighton form, it's, I like having horses, Brighton form run at Epsom. I think it's quite a similar course. Draw's important, but I think this one can go close. It's around nine to one with Denise Coates right now. Eight to one in places Hmm, interesting. So yeah, a couple of uh, different uh, opinions there. I quite like living the dream. I just think he's been really progressive. He's a very fast horse. He's won when he's made all at Sandown and Chester on his last couple of starts. Sean Curran is back in the saddle claiming uh, handy three. I just thought he would be there or thereabouts, but maybe his inexperience against older rivals might just find him out. But I can definitely see why he's at the top of the market. Okay, that rounds off the dash. The last race we're going to look at is the big one. It's the Kazoo um, Derby, the Group 1 for uh, the Colts. And it's a touch and tribute, you have to say, um, of Epsom naming uh, the Derby after uh, Lester Pigger in memory of him after he passed away at the weekend. Uh, an absolute legend of the game. It's been great. I didn't uh, grow up watching Lester, but it's been great seeing plenty of former jockeys, trainers coming out, telling all their stories, and you're really getting to, to an insight into the man. And he's always going to be remembered for his uh, spectaculars around Epsom. So it, it's a great tribute uh, what Epsom have done. But uh, Desert Crown is your current favourite here for Sir Michael Stout. That would be a fantastic story if he were, were to win. He's currently at 7-4 Stone Age then for Aiden O'Brien his first ring at 7-2 Nation Pride Nation's Pride at 6-1 Changing of the Guard has been um, quite well backed and would be an apt name with the uh, the Jubilee this weekend at 8 Pispadil at 10s Walker Stars at 14 Star of India at 16s and Bigger are the rest um, Mark you're our Betfair man Desert Crown do we believe all the hype or are we going to take him on um, and decide to lay him you know, after he won at York, you know, it was a bit of an overreaction. It was nine to four straight away, seven to four just now. I think he might drift on the day. I think he's too short. Probably have him in around nine to four, eleven to four. I mean, I'm disappointed Aiden's not in this race. Big eye catcher in the Guineas, staying on fourth. I think it would have been absolutely ideal around this trip. Twenty-five to twenty-eight. So I was on any post. That's a bit of a sickener. You know, of Aiden's, I quite like Star of India. Um, I like that run last time out. Potentially could be a ledger horse further down the line. Look at all these Aidan O'Brien and Godolphin runners in here. I mean, I think you'd be mad taking seven or four about this desert crown. I think four to seven the field looks value. Hmm. Interesting then from Mark. He's quite keen this, to take... this is competitive. It's, it's not like like it's an egg and spoon race as we know it's a derby. Everything's trying. Like, if you take seven or four, 
on the potential. What do you think? I think he's too short. Uh, Royal Patronage, the other one that you liked. Remember we backed that before? Started a good run for us as well. I mean, that could easily get out in front. Could it be a perfect back to lay? Could he trade short and running? I, I don't think... Know. I think he'll get found out here, Royal Patronage. You're going to have change another guard go up there. He made all last time out. You have a couple of others as well. I just think that it, it, it's going to be interesting tactically how it plays out. That, that how I think many boilers have we seen in this race over the years? Quite a few. It'd be interesting to see. This is, this is a graveyard for favourite backers. Smug punters back in this back in favourites. Yeah, and uh, we're not. I don't even know anyone's anyone selection. You know, I might upset people here, but I, I just think it's a silly price. Yeah, I can see. I can see. I can see both sides of the argument. It was interesting. He actually drifted when he won the Dante. He actually uh, was round about. He opened up around about seven to four, I think, and then he he drifted out to about ten to three uh, before before his. Uh, win there or he was a much bigger price yeah he won at 72 in the end so he, he was weak on the day so yeah, the vibes were, weren't great around him but he absolutely proved the doubt was wrong um how about you though izzy um who's going to be your winner of the epsom derby well i must be mug punter of the year because i really really like desert crown um i i'm i think i've bought into the magic i really want the win more than anything for Richard King's going, and that's not as a, that isn't as a, as um, a punter, that is just as a fan of racing. I'd love to see that. I, I would love to see Desert Crown take the win. I, I agree with you. I think that that last race in the Dante, I can't stop thinking about it. I think it was a good win. And I think he'll, I think he'll really enjoy this. I just want to see Desert Crown win. Yeah, I think it'll be great for racing. So Michael Stout, obviously, I'm I'm quite late in the racing game. I've only been following it the last few years, and obviously you know who Sir Michael Stout is and of his reputation. But it's been many years since he's had a Derby winner. Uh, Sherger, obviously, his most famous. But uh, yeah, it definitely would be uh, a great story if he was to win. And obviously, I think he lost his partner last year as well. So, so it'd be one one that I think you do have to take seriously is the late late supplement for Nations Pride. Looking at Charlie Appleby seems quite bullish. Talking about, you know, him being his best chance of a win in the race. So that's, I think, the main. I think Nations Pride the main danger, but I'm all in on Desert Crown. And Liz, you can have the final say here. Who is your idea of the Epsom Derby winner? So I think this is actually trickier than people think it is. So I'm, I'm not bought into. Um, Desert Crown, unfortunately, um, I think he's too short and a better. And to be honest, I'm, I'm just not, I don't know, enthralled. That probably sounds a bit nasty, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not enthralled by him. And I, yeah, too short for me. So, and I can't also, you can't look away from the fact that in the last ten run-ins, Aidan O'Brien has won this six times. And although he's obviously got quite a few horses in this, I have landed on stone age of his um um mainly because of his of his form over the last couple of runs so winning that group three over one mile two really impressively by five and a half lengths and in his maiden he won by nine lengths um and i think i mean it's a bit of a turnaround for maybe his two-year-old form but maybe he just needed to mature a little bit i don't know but the additional two furlongs won't be a problem. Um, so yeah, it's Stone Age for me. 
Okay, so one vote for Desert Crown, one vote for Stone Age. Mark quite liked the chances of Star of India. And my uh, final thoughts on the race, I'm going to give a mention for Westover. Just thought he's been given a quiet prep for this. He beat a nice horse of David Simpson called Cash. He is drawn still two, which could be a negative, but just thought at a big price he could run well. He always seems to run at a really big race. And yeah, I think he could maybe outrun his odds. So yeah, that's our thoughts on the Epsom Derby. And that rounds off this week's podcast. So thanks for Mark, Izzy and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully we found someone's view this week. Remember to follow us on all the social platforms, whether we're on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember to gamble responsibly as well. Hopefully we've given you some winners this week and we'll be seeing you again soon.